Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Do you live in the present? Do you really encounter God in the present right now or encounter the people around you, your friends, your coworkers, your roommate, your, your spouse, your children? Do you live in the present or are you the kind of person that sometimes dwells in the past? And you're always thinking about, oh, something that happened earlier in the day. Why did I say it that way? I wish I didn't say that. Or um, I wonder what the other people are thinking after I did this, or I wish I didn't make that choice, or I wish I didn't make that mistake. Do you tend to kind of dwell in the past or do you tend to dwell in the future? You're always worried about things in the future. What's going to happen? How is it all going to work out? What if this happens? And and you find yourself just distracted living in the future or living in the past because you're not there in the present. You know, God wants to meet you right now in the present. And he wants you to be present to him. He wants you to be present to the people around you. But you can't give the best of yourself to God or to the people around you if you're not present, if you're worried about the past or worried about the future. That's what we're going to talk about today, how to really encounter God in the present. And welcome to the podcast. This is All Things Catholic, and I'm your host, Edward Sree. And welcome to any new listeners joining us here for the first time. I'm glad you could be with us. And you know, this has been a fun week in my life. I've just recently re- returned from the great state of Texas. I was down in Texas speaking at the Central Texas Men's Conference there in Austin, and I got to speak in the diocese for a lot of parish leaders there and really had a fun time with the the college students there at the University of Texas and visiting with the focus team. And uh, that, was, that was a great blessing to be with the all those folks in Texas. But the real highlight, I have to say, of my weekend was after the men's conference, I flew to to Kansas City and drove up to Atchison, Kansas to go to Benedictine College to be with my freshman daughter, Madeline, for the father-daughter dance at Benedictine College. And that was that was a great joy. Uh, you know, I remember uh, taking Madeline to these little father-daughter dances when she was much younger. I, I just took my, my younger daughters, Kiara and Josephine, to the father-daughter dance at the local Catholic school where they go. And uh, and that was a lot of fun. And I, I took Madeline to things like that when she was younger. But it was so fun to do this now as she's an adult, a freshman in college, and and, and a great blessing to be with her. You know, this idea, though, of living in the present, that's what we're talking about in today's episode. It's not easy, right? Because many of us, when when something bad happens, we make a bad decision or we make a mistake, we fail in something, we, we, we might tend to dwell on it a little bit. You know, we, you know, we, we think of something we said, we, we think about the way we treated someone, maybe it was a certain sin in our life, or maybe it's just a mistake at work and I, I dropped the ball and I wonder what my boss thinks of me or my colleagues think of me. You know, the, the, these things happen all the time. And if we dwell on them too much, they can really crush us. They just become a great weight. You know, it's weighing down on our soul. We just keep thinking about that thing. Why did I do this or this this mistake I made? And I didn't handle this situation well. And and again, that, that can really crush us. And, and God wants us to let those things go. You know, I want to tell you something uh, that happened in my life, really embarrassing, you know, a number of years ago when I was first... Oh, early, early years of getting started going out and doing public speaking and speaking at parishes and different Catholic events, there was a, a group in the Kansas City uh, area that was so kind and so generous. They often invited me to some of the training they were doing. Uh, and it was wonderful with, with other kind of Catholics working in parishes and, 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 and schools. And, 
And I, I did a number of these events. They were a lot of fun. I would drive down and, and go to them. I used to teach at Bennington College there, so I could easily drive down to Kansas City. And I remember one, one evening I was home and I got this phone call. And it was from the person in charge of these training events. And they said, hey, Dr. Shree, uh, are, are, you, are you close? Are, are you on your way? And my heart sunk. As soon as she said that, I thought, oh, no. I'm supposed to be at that event tonight. And I totally forgot. I just totally just blanked this. And there were like a hundred people waiting for me to, to, to come and give this talk. And I just completely forgot. I dropped the ball. I felt so badly, you know, for them. I, I felt so embarrassed. Uh, I, I remember just all the emotions I had. And, and I'll be honest, it, it lingered for several days. I was just so blue, you know, especially, especially those first 24 hours. I just had this like pit in my stomach and a lot of different emotions at work. You know, and I just kept dwelling on, I can't believe I did that. You know, there was a lot of maybe self-hatred in that. You know, I failed. You know, I, I, I kind of pride myself in being responsible and fulfilling whatever, you know, I'm supposed to do and doing it really well. And here I was, I completely dropped the ball. Um, there, there were those emotions. There was also the emotions of kind of, you know, really feeling badly for the people that were counting on me to be there. And 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 they they just had to do something on the fly and it wasn't what they were expecting. And I felt bad that I let them down. Um, but there was also just that embarrassment, you know, of, oh my goodness, what are people going to think of me? Will this group ever have me back again? You know, I just remember just being so weighed down. And I remember I called them, you know, the next day and once again, and just, I, I, I'd already apologized profusely and I apologized again, but I said, Hey, look, I feel so badly. I'm just going to offer the next time we do this, I'll just do it for free. You know, so you don't have to give me any stipend. I just feel bad about what happened. I want to, want to give you all a gift. And they were very kind. Said, Oh yes, we'll consider that. Thank you. And, but they never called me again. They never called me again. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that, you know, they, they had other speakers they could turn to and, uh, they're, and they were really good. But I just, I remember that that lingered. I mean, and for, for years, I remember afterwards, just every time I thought about that event, there was this part of me going, oh, why I blew it, you know, and I'll be honest, even as I tell you this story now, this is like almost 20 years ago. Um, there's a part of me even that can kind of, re, you know, feel some of those emotions again. But what was happening, I remember, especially like those first several days afterwards, just really living in the past. And again, it's understandable, right? You know, you, you make a mistake and you, you, it's, it's human to, to regret it, to feel sorry, to be angry and great yourself. All, you know, those things are human, but we don't want them to weigh us down to keep us from living in the present because I'll end up hurting other people if I can't control my, my regrets about the past. I'll hurt other people and I'll hurt my relationship with God. And here's why. Uh, I'll tell you what happened. You know, I, I, I hurt my wife, you know, because my wife is, you know, we're trying to talk. I mean, she's with me and she's, oh, I'm so sorry that happened. She's giving me a little advice. Well, maybe you can call you know, whatever. And we talked about it, but I just kept wanting, that's the only thing I ever wanted to talk about for like three days. <laughs> you know, it was really kind of, I feel so, you know, even embarrassed like today about like, why did I do all this? But, but it's true. I, I, I it weighed on me. And, and so I wasn't able to be totally present to my wife. I wasn't able to be present to our little daughter. I, uh, I, cause my mind is just weighed down by the big mistake I made and how I'm going to try to solve this problem. And so it really just was weighed down by the past. And I wasn't truly, truly present to God throughout the day. I mean, I, I still prayed. I had my prayer time, but my whole prayer time was about this. Lord, why did I do this? Oh, I can't believe I did. And I'm really focused on me and not on God in prayer and not really listening to him. And, you know, so this is the key that when we focus on the past, 
you know, and we're, we're, we're focused on regrets of the past, we're not able to be present to God and to the people around us in the present moment. You know, the only thing we can really do with the past, really the only thing we could do with the past is accept it. You know, so I really want you to, to, to think about that for a bit here. So I want you to think about that thing that weighs you down about the past. Maybe it's something that happened today. <laughs> Maybe it's something that happened at work or at home. Maybe it's something that happened last week. Maybe it's something that happened a long time ago. And you can't change it. You can't go back in time and change it. The only thing you could do is accept it. And this is a profound opportunity for Christian growth. Where Jesus wants to meet you right now in the present with your struggles with the past. And he wants you to let it go. He wants you to entrust it to him, entrust it into his hands. Now, if there's something you've done that's wrong and you need to say sorry to someone, like I didn't treat that person well, I didn't handle this situation well, I dropped this ball. Yeah, go go say sorry to that person. Maybe you need to tell tell God you're sorry. Maybe it's something, you know, of a sinful nature that you need to bring to confession. You know, so those are things you can do with the past. Like you just bring it to confession. But in the end, beyond that, you just, you got to in the end accept, I did this. I regret that I did this, but I accept that it happened and I trust that God can bring good out of this. I think that's the key here. I, I trust that God can bring good out of this. Uh, this is a part of my conversion, really. You know, that in these moments, like oftentimes is when we make mistakes, it's in our low moments that God comes and and, and he gives us these opportunities for great spiritual growth. So I, 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 I'm being challenged to trust God can bring good out of these mistakes, even my sins. He can write straight with my crooked lines. So let's say, you know, like that situation, you know, what was good for me, you know, even though it was really bad that it happened and I would add on the next bad thing I could regret is how much I was regretting it for several days afterwards and how I was distracted and not present to my wife and present to God because I was too worried about the past. So I can, I can, I can be sad about that. <laughs> I can regret my regret <laughs> about the past, right? Um, but what was good, I can look back on it and say, you know what, it, it, the God did bring some good out of it in my life. I could see it helped me to be, make sure I was a little more, you know, careful with my calendar, you know, but, but more than that, I mean, God really wanted to work on something spiritual in me. And, you know, it was one of many times in my life where in the midst of a failure, in the midst of dropping a ball, that God reminds me of, you know, my identity is not found in Am I perfect? Do I, did, I, did, I, did I do everything right? Did I get 100%? I, I'm reminded that my identity, my value, my worth isn't on, okay, what's my reputation? How do people think of me? You know, uh, so all those things like were, I mean, it was hard, it was challenging, but God brought good out of that. And it was that wasn't the only event. And, you know, he had to work on me many times. He's still working on me 20 years later on these kinds of things. But to trust that, okay, Lord, I dropped the ball on this. I, I said something I shouldn't have said, or I hurt someone in some way. I committed this sin, whatever that thing in the past that we might regret, we can simply turn it to God and say, Lord, I regret that I did it, but I accept it. It's just a truth. It's a part of reality. I did that. And I believe that you're, you're so good and merciful and all powerful that did you even take that thing that wasn't great that you can you, know, you actually use it as an instrument to bring good in me help me to grow in humility that was that was another big thing that i really grew and i was very humbled by it and that's good for me it's good to grow in humility to realize you know i don't have it all together that's just the truth and sometimes we just need to be hit over the head at a moment like that when i drop the ball and i all, i know a hundred people are there wondering where is dr shri <laughs> you know oh you know like like that helped me realize at a deeper profound level 
I don't have it all together. I have weaknesses. I am far from perfect. If you were to ask me that that same day earlier in the day, I would have said, oh yeah, I have weakness. You know, yeah, I make mistakes. But once that event happened, I experienced my weakness in a profound way. And, that, and, and God can use that for good to grow in humility, grow in greater trust. Lord, I need to rely on you more. There's all these things God can bring out. I told you about, you know, again, you know, growing in, you know, trust in my value and my worth isn't on just being successful and fulfilling things and doing things really well, right? It's, that, that's not where it's found. So God can always bring good. Don't let the past drag you down and crush you. You know, Jesus, again, in the Sermon of the Mount says, let the day's own troubles be sufficient for the day. Right here today, my spouse needs me. My kids need me. My students need me. My colleagues need me. Am I going to be present to them? Uh, am I going to give myself to God or will I be living in the past? But on the flip side, we can often be focused on the future, right? We can be all worried about, again, whether it's a financial thing, something with our career, something at work, maybe it's something in our parish or something going on with one of our kids or some romantic relationship we're in and we're worried, is it going to work out? How's it going to, how's it going to go in the future? You know, we, we could play, you know, what my wife calls the what if game, you know, well, what if this happens and what if this happens and what if this happens? She goes, I don't want to play the what if game, you know, if, if, if that, what if happens and becomes reality, then I'll deal with it then. And God will give me the grace to deal with it then. But God doesn't give me the grace to deal with hypotheticals right now. He gives me the grace for whatever is happening in the present. That's, that's my dear wife, Beth, lady wisdom, I call her. And she's really great at this. And, um, I think, you know, we're called to be concerned about, we should always be planning and prudently thinking, okay, how do I handle this situation? And it's good to kind of think a couple chess moves ahead and certain things in life, you know? But the, there's a difference between concern and prudence and planning and anxiety. You know, when I start to lose my peace over fears or worries about the future, uh, I have this anxiety, this this restlessness in my heart. I'm losing that peace. God wants to meet me in in the, the peacefulness in my heart. You know, and the devil will often use regrets from the past to kind of get us from being present to God in the pre, in the present, and, and but also use concerns, worries, really anxiety. He'll stir up our hearts, agitate us. You know, get us get us to be anxious about things in the future. Like he'll plant these thoughts in our head and think, oh, these people are talking about me, or I'm worried about, you know, what my boss thinks of me, or I'm, I, what if this this illness comes, or what? You know, we we worry so much about the future. That's the devil, because the devil doesn't want you to be present to God and to the people in your life. And so we'll have all these sufferings, these crosses that we imagine might come someday. You know, we, we see a couple things unfolding and we automatically think it's going to lead to that worst case scenario. But that's not reality. That worst case scenario is not reality. Any, any kind of suffering I imagine or I anticipate is not real yet. Uh, and most of our fears, if you look back in life, you think about, I was worried about X, Y, and Z. Usually X, Y, and Z didn't happen. Most of the time, X, Y, and Z don't happen. Maybe maybe Y does, but X and Z don't. Most of the time, our worst fears don't really turn out or they don't, or even if it does happen, it's not as bad as we thought and we find God's grace is there and it helps us through it. So we, we have to have an attitude of trust. So when it comes to the future, you know, when you, the next time you find yourself anxious about something in the future, we really want to trust the Lord, trust that even if your worst fear turns out, you know, it actually unfolds, <laughs> you know, Trust that God can still bring good out of it. 
you know, that if this uh, God in his providence allowed this to happen, that that it's not that he wills that that bad thing happens or that cross happens, but maybe it's, it's a, somehow a part of his plan. He can bring some good out of it. Do we really trust the Lord? You know, so all this anxiety about the uh, about the future or all this, you know, regret about the past keeps us from giving our best in the present. And I want to close with a quote from another, uh, I think I think we can call her a spiritual writer. She's, she's not a Catholic. She's not known as like a great saint. She didn't write tons of spiritual books, but she did write kind of an account of uh, like a diary uh, as she was suffering as a Jewish woman. Uh, and was sent off to the concentration camps. And it's about, you know, the period of, you know, being put into the ghetto and then the suffering and then sent to the concentration camps and eventually killed. And her name is Eddie Hillisum. I first heard about Eddie Hillisum from uh, a good friend of mine in Rome, who was uh, one of my teachers of professors of spiritual theology. And he was really, really impressed by her writings. And I've come across her in Magnificat and and other spiritual writers have quoted from her. So you could check out her work. It's called The Interrupted Life. And we'll put this info in in the show notes as well as this quote I'm going to read to you. But I love this quote because she says, you know, we really want to stay on top of our thoughts you know, and, and and make sure that we're not like swept away by fear of some imaginary cross or suffering or or trial in the future. Because uh, that often causes actually more suffering than if the actual thing happened, <laughs> you know, because we're so distracted and weighed down. And she says, we have to treat those little worries like fleas. <laughs> you know, think about when you're like, if you got a whole bunch of fleas flying around, you just got to keep swatting them away. You don't want them even landing on you. Just, just get them away. Listen to what she says. We have to fight them daily like fleas, those many small worries, worries about tomorrow, for they sap our energies. We make mental provision for the days to come and everything turns out differently, quite differently. I love that. You know, is that true? That, you know, we, we, we have all these worries and we're thinking about the future and then things often just change and things don't work out exactly as we had thought and our worries were not really grounded. And she says, sufficient unto the day. I love that because that is also, you know, an allusion to the gospel message, what Jesus says, you know, let the day's own troubles be sufficient for the day. And she goes on to say, the things that have to be done must be done. And for the rest, we must not allow ourselves to become infested with thousands of petty fears and worries. So many motions of no confidence in God. Everything will turn out all right. Ultimately, we have just one moral duty to reclaim large areas of peace in ourselves, more and more peace, and reflect that peace toward others. And the more peace there is in us, the more peace there will also be in our troubled world. Isn't that a beautiful line? So treat all those, if you ever have those worries, just treat them like fleas. Nope, I'm not going to worry about that. No, I'm not going to allow myself to go there. I'm not going to allow to play the what if game. I'm not going to allow myself to be thinking about, you know, what if this happens? Nope. Uh, you know, fill your mind with some good things, you know, just say God is faithful. Just say Jesus's name, say a Hail Mary, something to fill your mind with confidence in the Lord instead of letting those fleas bother you. I love that line. You know, don't allow yourself to become infested with thousands of petty fears and worries. So many motions of no confidence in God. That's ultimately what this is all about. When we are, are plagued by regrets about the past, when we're plagued with worries about the future, those are just basic little votes of no confidence in God. 
have confidence in the Lord. Trust that no matter what we've done or no matter what will happen in the future, God can bring good out of it. In his providence, he has a plan for you. He really loves you. And he's going to meet you in whatever crosses you've experienced in the past, whatever crosses you might experience in the future. This is our loving God. Let's let's go out and, and, and bring more peace into our own hearts so we could share more peace in this world. Thank you, my friends, for listening. Uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast, if you're blessed by the podcast, please share it with others, maybe a family or friends that could benefit from this message of living in the present, living in peace and not being plagued by those fleas of worry. Uh, you could share this podcast with others. You can always reach out to me on my website, edwardsree.com or on uh, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. And don't forget, if you haven't signed up for those show notes, you can get them for free and you, they'll come in your inbox each week and there's more information. We get You get quotes and other resources that can help you on these various topics. So remember, you can get those from our good friends at Ascension Press at ascensionpress.com slash all things Catholic. Again, ascensionpress.com slash all things Catholic. God bless.